Well, hello, word nerds. Fancy meeting you here. Thank you for joining me today. I have called you all here today for this wonderful list of words that we're about to talk about. All right, so let's say them after I say this. Uh, we are at the end of page 239. I would like you to write a review if you can. Whatever platform you're listening to this on, uh, go ahead and write a review and share this and subscribe this and you can email me at dictionarypod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at dictionarypod. If you want to leave me a voicemail, you can call the Google voice number that's in the show notes. And if you want to hear me teach you how to say some words backwards, I have a series on YouTube. Um, maybe the link should be in the show notes. Let's do that. Um, and if you want to write a little theme song for this, I think that would be fun. Five or ten seconds, something something super short and fun, you can email that audio file to me. All right, so the words in this episode. The first one of them is codicil. C-O-D-I-C-I-L, noun from the 15th century. One, a legal instrument made to modify an earlier will. Number two, the synonyms are appendix and supplement. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's adjusting a previous thing. It's a, it's a change, um, an, an amendment, if you will. Ca- how do you say this word? Codicillary. Codicillary is an adjective. Um, the etymology isn't that interesting. Moving on to codicology. Uh, no, it would be, you could, you could say codicology or codicology. It's a noun from 1953, the study of manuscripts as cultural artifacts for historical purposes. And codicological, codicological is an adjective. This, I think, needs to be an episode on ologies. Codicology. Studying old manuscripts? I think this is fascinating. Obviously, this is related to, uh, we had the word in the last episode, codex, which is a manuscript book of scripture and classics and other ancient annals. Annals, by the way, is A-N-N-A-L-S. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, next is, did I say codicological? Yeah, we said that. Next is codify or codify. Verb from circa 1800. One, to reduce to a code. 2A, synonym is systematize. Systematize. 2B, synonym is classify. Codifiability or codifiability, that is a noun, and codification or codification is a noun. Next is codling, C-O-D-L-I-N-G, first form, noun from the 13th century. One, a young cod. There's that little, little codfish swimming around. It's a codling. Number two, any of several hakes. H-A-K-E-S. It must be a fish, I think. The uh, the genus name for that one is Europhysis. Something like that. I don't know what a hake is. We'll find out later. Second form of coddling is a noun you could take off the G. In this, in this case, noun from the 15th century. One, no, there's no numbers. A small immature apple. Also, any of several elongated greenish English 
cooking apples. I need to see this elongated greenish English cooking apple. Greenish English. Uh, it's a codling. Interesting. And this is an alternative of the Middle English word, which I shall spell for you. Q-U-E-R-D-L-Y-N-G. Quirdling? I don't know how they would have pronounced that one. Interesting. Never heard of codlings related to apples. Next is codling moth. Maybe this is a moth that eats these apples. Let's read it. Noun from 1747. A small tortricid, a small tortricid moth. Tortricid is T-O-R-T-R-I-C-I-D. No clue what that means. It has larvae that live in apples, pears, quinces, and English walnuts. Uh, so yeah, be careful when you open up one of these fruits or this walnut because it could have a uh, a moth larvae in it. The scientific name of this moth is Cydia pomonella. Pomonella. I wonder if they live in a very specific region. Next is cod liver oil. Cod liver is two words with a hyphen, and then oil is by itself. Noun from 1783, an oil obtained from the liver of the cod and closely related fishes and used as a source of vitamins A and D. I don't think I would like to have any of this oil. Next is co-dominant. Co-dominant adjective from circa 1900. 1A, forming part of the main canopy of a forest, as in co-dominant trees. 1B, sharing in the control influence of a biotic community. 2, being fully expressed in the heterozygous condition, as in co-dominant alleles, A-L-L-E-L-E-S, alleles. Co-dominant is also a noun. Next is codon, C-O-D-O-N, codon. It sounds like a robot. Noun from 1963, a specific sequence of three consecutive nucleotides that is part of the genetic code and that specifies a particular amino acid in a protein or starts or stops protein synthesis. No clue what any of that is. Uh, called also triplet. It's a specific sequence of three consecutive nucleotides as part of the genetic... I mean, I understand a little bit of this, but not really. You know, we're, we're learning stuff here. We're learning stuff. All right, next is codpiece. Uh, this, I immediately think of um, the, the, the thing that Russell Crowe wore in The Gladiator, and it was sold at auction to John Oliver and his show on HBO and then it went to the to the uh the last blockbuster and then I think they lost it anyway um codpiece it is a noun from the 15th century a flap or bag concealing an opening in the front of men's breeches or breeches especially in the 15th and 16th centuries um so where does this name come from Middle English codpes, P-E-S-E, from cod, which means bag or scrotum, plus pes, P-E-S-E, which means peace. Um, interesting. I, I don't think, when we read the word cod, I don't think 
uh, bag or scrotum was part of that. I think it just talked about the fish. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's what the cod piece is. Next is cod swallop. A, a, a great word, cod swallop. Noun from 1963. It is British, and the synonym is the word nonsense. And uh, the origin is unknown. I get so disappointed when I see amazing words like this and nobody knows where it came from. I want to know, who said cod swallop? Who was the first one? Maybe I need to put that on the uh, the list of fun words to figure out how to say backwards. Okay, the next word is co-ed. C-O-E-D. First form, noun from circa 1878. A female student in a co-educational institution. Um, and it says it's short for co-educational student. Now, I have heard this in relation to women specifically, and I still don't understand why. Uh, I mean, why Why couldn't a male student be called a co-ed? If they're all in a co-educational institution, co-ed, I mean, we'll get to co-education sec- uh, soon, um, but I, I don't really understand that. Um, that never made sense to me. It actually makes less sense to me now. Uh, but let's read the second form of co-ed adjective from 1889. One, of or relating to a co-ed. Two, of or relating to co-education. See, I think co-education is education for men and women, right? So why would a co-ed be of just a female? It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Number three, open to or used by both men and women. See, like co-ed showers, bathrooms, whatever it is. Um, Maybe we will get to a point in culture where this is more okay. Maybe, probably not. Uh, next is co-addition, co-addition, noun from 1964, an addition of a book published simultaneously by more than one publisher, usually in different countries and in different languages. Yeah, usually you need one publisher who deals with, you know, publishing in one country, but then another, you need to publish that book in another country, you need a different publisher, so it has multiple, multiple publishers multiple editions with different publishers, different editions in different languages. Anyway, so here's co-education, noun from 1852, the education of students of both sexes at the same institution. And uh, co-educational is an adjective and co-educationally is an adverb. So it was coined in 1852. So does that mean that that was the first time that a institution of some kind, whether it be high school or college or whatever, was allowed to teach people of both sexes all at the same time? Um, I mean, you know, with with today's brain, that seems just crazy to me that before that it was schools for women and schools for men. But, you know, from what we know of culture and history, of course, people, they were always split, which is ridiculous to what we think of now. Um, I guess there are still, still schools like that. And, you know, if you want to go to a school like that, that's cool. That's fine. Some people are more comfortable with that. No problem there. But also, I don't think there's any reason for men and women to be educated separately. They should get the same education. Um, okay, but it did not answer my question about why a co-ed is a female. Still doesn't make any sense. So next we have 
an abbreviation. I think it would be pronounced COEF. Um, it is C-O-E-F-F or just one F, and it's an abbreviation for coefficient. COEF, coefficient, uh, which is actually our next word. Noun from circa 1715. One, any of the factors of a product considered in relation to a specific factor, especially a constant factor of a term as distinguished from a variable. 2A, a number that serves as a measure of some property or characteristic, as of a substance, device, or process, as in the example coefficient of expansion of a metal. No clue what I just read. 2B, the synonym is measure, like a measuring tape, like you're measuring the distance of something. Next is coefficient of correlation, three words from 1892, and the synonym is correlation coefficient. So coefficient of correlation means correlation coefficient, and wow, it's probably going to be a while before we, before we see that one. Correlation... Can we, can I give you a date if you are curious? Wow, many, many, okay, we're not even gonna bother. And our last word is three words, coefficient of viscosity. Viscosity, you know how to spell that. It is from 1866 and it is the th number three definition for the word viscosity, coefficient of viscosity. So the words today were codicil, codecology, codify or codify, codling, codling, codling moth, cod liver oil, codominant, codon, codpiece, cod swallop, coed, coedition, coeducation, coef, coefficient, coefficient of correlation, and coefficient of viscosity. I have to pick cod swallop as the word of the episode because it is a great, great word. Cod swallop, cod swallop, cod swallop, cod swallop. I would love you to tell me what you think of my songs, and if I have screwed anything up, you are more than welcome to tell me what I have done wrong or said wrong. I would, uh, I would appreciate that. Or if you just uh, want to give me some criticism in general, that's fine. So internationally, it is day of the programmer during a non-leap year. I think maybe yesterday we had programmer's day or something, and that might have been for a leap year. In Mexico, it is Dia de los Niños Herore, Herore, I can't say it, Herore, Heroes, uh, which is heroes, sons, heroes, kids, something like that, the day of the, something like that. In Mauritius, it is engineer's day. In Africa the UK, and Latin America, it is Roald Dahl Day. That is the author, Roald Dahl. Um, why not in the US? We can celebrate Roald Dahl here. I've read a handful of his books, and they're great. Um, yeah, if you haven't, go read some Roald Dahl. Let's see. He did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Witches, uh, Matilda, Mmm, that's a weird sound. Um, I can't think of the rest off the top of my head. It is Super Mario Brothers' 35th anniversary. Uh, so what is that, 1986? Something like that. Uh, happy birthday, Mario Brothers. If you don't know, um, 
the Mario Brothers, Mario and Luigi, their last name is Mario, which is why they are the Mario Brothers. Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. Who made this stuff up? That's so ridiculous. Uh, some fun... Oh, wait. Let's just double-check this page real quick. Not that page. This other page. Um, Parliamentary Education Day in Norway. Switzerland has Zurich Target Shooting Festival ends. Target Shooting Festival? Um, by the way, the uh, Dia de los Niños Heroes is Day of the Children Heroes. So heroes that are children, I guess. Uh, all right, fun holidays. Bald is Beautiful Day. Yeah, go bald. It is Fortune Cookie Day. It is I'm on Top of It Day. Eh, I'm probably not. Ooh, International Chocolate Day. And there's a picture of lots of chocolates. I want it. It is Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. I heard a story yesterday of my brother-in-law when he was 10 years old. He was a very responsible child. And he, uh, he borrowed some money from his mom and he took the bus to the grocery store and he bought the fixins for tacos and went home and made tacos for the family all by himself at 10 years old. I'm super impressed by that. So he was a kid that took over the kitchen. And uh, maybe if you have kids, you can uh, try this experiment. Let them take over the kitchen. See what happens. Let me know. It is National Boss Slash Employee Exchange Day. What does that mean? That they swap places for a day? Ooh, yeah, I don't think I would want to do that. National Celiac Awareness Day. Be more aware of the people who got the celiacs and can't have gluten and stuff. National Defy Superstition Day. And there's a picture of a black cat. Because they're not. there's no problems with black cat. I know that they're really hard to adopt. They're just like all the other cats. Maybe better. So um, don't be superstitious. National Peanut Day. If you're allergic, stay away from today. But I do like peanuts and peanut butter. Positive Thinking Day. If you are regularly... It's actually pretty amazing what sort of effect positive thinking can have on your mental state. Uh, if you are actively thinking negatively about something, maybe try and consciously think the opposite way. Think positively about whatever it is, think the other way and see how that changes your attitude about life. Just give it a shot, just today. It is Programmer's Day. As I said, it is Roald Dahl Day. Uh, I'm guessing it's his, would have been his birthday today, probably. It's not saying, but I think it is. Snack-a-pickle day. Mmm, snack-a-pickle. Supernatural day. Go do something supernatural. Uncle Sam day. And I think that is probably it. Oh, wait, there's more. European Heritage Days. And now that's it. So that's the end of this episode. I think that that is all I have to say to you today. I don't know if I've got any personal things for those of you who like that. I haven't thought of anything to say. Uh, I'm going to today, you know, it's like a month month ago, I'm going to celebrate my dad's birthday with my family and eat some food and hang out and have fun. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.